welcome in on another episode of the Kips Podcast. My name is Tyler Valencia. I'm the president of Kips and Time to Train Fitness, and I'm pretty excited about this episode. First of all, this is our 100th episode. I didn't know when the 100th episode would come. I didn't plan out, and but I did in the back of my head think, okay, I want a fun episode. And I have one of my good friends, Janice Jakes, the owner of Fitness Fest on here to talk about some really good tips for fitness instructors. And the fact that it just worked out, Janice and I have, I'm trying to think back, it's at least five, no, more than that. Five-ish six, years, I think. Six, seven years that we've known each other. We both live in the Phoenix area. And she's been somebody that has been such a great individual that has helped me get my name out there. She's helped promote Kips. And the fact that she's on it for the 100th episode means a lot to me. So first of all, Janice, thank you for coming on for this special episode for me. Yes, I am so excited. <laughs> and uh, And before we hopped on, you told me it was the 100th episode. And so- that is very cool. Like yeah. you said, good juju. <laughs> exactly. Good juju. I'm Love all about it. the good juju, especially in 2024. It's, now, yes. I'm going to get to some admin items here. If you are already following Kips on Facebook or in our private group or even on YouTube, mm -hmm. you know that I mentioned how the next upcoming conference that I'll be speaking at is Fitness Fest, and that is in April. And Janice and her team have created a uh, discount code. So 20% off if you are in the Phoenix area, if you want to travel to Phoenix for this. I've spoken at Fitness Fest, I think three, four times. Um, and there's a 20% off coupon code. It's Kips Podcast, which will be put in the description for this episode. So save money, come out to Phoenix, enjoy the weather. It's just before it becomes the surface of the sun. So it's a great time to be out here and, and enjoy the weather and get your education, get your CEUs. So let's kick this off, this episode off with for the listeners, Janice, can you talk about your background so that any new listeners, they know who you are, how did you get started in the fitness industry and what you're doing now? Right. Well, I'd probably have a different, well, everyone's got a different story, but I probably have a different story than, than others. Um, yeah. I was, I was pregnant with my daughter, Tara, who is now 38. <laughs> and I was taking a prenatal aqua exercise class at the Mesa YMCA. I live in Mesa, Arizona, which is outside of Phoenix. And the instructor asked, I was at the point in my life that I didn't really know what I wanted to be when I grew up. So um, <laughs> my mom called me a late, a late bloomer, but I finally <laughs> bloomed and here I am. So the instructor asked me if I wanted to teach. And to this day, I'm not really 100% sure why. Maybe I just looked good and I was motivated and maybe they're smiling. And I'm like, okay. So I started learning from her mentor. She was my mentor. And so I started teaching water aerobics and swim lessons at the Mesa YMCA. I quickly learned that I didn't want to stay there. I have an entrepreneurial spirit in, um, in my blood from my dad, I guess. And so I, I started teaching all over the, in my friends' backyards. I started teaching swim lessons. Um, I quickly really grew. Um, it was when Awatuki, if you know, Awatuki uh, outside of Phoenix was just small. And then, so it was like, it was just all young families. So my swim lesson business, my water aerobics was blooming. So um, I became, of course, incorporated, um, got different certifications, um, mentor from other people, learned learned some, you know, different skills about teaching swim lessons and, um, and water aerobics. I was so busy that I hired other instructors. And fast forward a bit, um, I had aqua workshops with Connie Lagerhausen, who was always at Fitness Fest as well. 
and we had many aqua workshops and they were pretty popular. And I acquired a mailing list from a company that is defunct, long defunct called Aquafest. I acquired, should they handed it to me, which will never happen, by the way. So <laughs> it was the right place, the right time. And I started Fitness Fest, which is a Fitness Fest conference and expo is a conference for fitness professionals, aqua instructors, group fitness, personal trainers, yoga, Pilates, bar, all that. But when I started, I only did aqua. So when I started at the our health club in Chandler, where I actually was the fitness coordinator for many years, you know, we had 66 people and I had to beg people to come into anything but the aqua classes. We actually had the big name like Jay Blanick was there like at our first or second conference, you know, mm-hmm. so we had to bet people to go into the step class. So figuring out how to market to the trainer and to the yoga instructor and the group act. So along the way, you know, figuring out how to market to those different formats. And, uh, you know, we grew out of the, the health club. We were at ASU for many years. We were at different, different venues for Fitness Fest. We're going into our 27th year at Fitness cool. Fest. We're at a facility called Ability 360, which is um, right near the airport, um, a loft by Marriott Hotel, which is a great place to stay. You talked about people visiting. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of out-of-state people who come to us. And, of course, weather is one of them. Um, I am... <laughs> Super proud of our event this year. We have just such a unique variety. And that's what everyone I've been talking to uh, lately is, is saying is like, you know, gut health and holistic training. And we have a rock climbing. And, you know, we have your personal trainer stuff and your aqua stuff and your group back stuff and all that, but just some really different, different things as well. So I'm the owner of the Fitness Fest Conference and Expo. Uh, I, do not have my own aqua fitness class anymore. However, my aqua fitness business, my water aerobics business has exploded. We offer it as a service all across the valley, has mm-hmm. exploded since COVID. Yeah. And so retirement homes, 55 and older homes. And so that's a big part of my business. I still have my swim business, which is called Desert Swim School, the Fitness Fest Conference and Expo, probably about 10 to 12 years ago. We uh, started working with uh, different Native American communities and we helped them plan their diabetes events or their, you know, we hire chefs, all, all that. So, so it's, it's a, bar- a variety of things. I wish I yeah. could focus on one thing, but I can't. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, so. I, I say all the time that once you get rolling in this industry, you realize that you're typically not doing one thing. I mean, I feel like it's very rare to find a personal trainer or even a group exerciser that, that just, that's it. That's all they do. Like even saying that, when I was a personal trainer, I was also a group ec- exercise instructor. And then you were trying to do affiliate stuff. And then you're trying to, you're teaching classes, you know, uh, youth classes outside of the gym. All these different things start to add up because that's part of our industry. And I think that you have expanded in uh, a way that was, that's part of our industry. You expanded and you you saw your opportunities and you grew in those. And where I'm going to transition this episode to right now is with the conferences because I still meet fitness instructors, whether it's through networking or through business or just around that they have never been to a fitness conference. And I was in that department before I spoke at my first fitness conference. I'd never been to one. I didn't know what to expect. And I will say I didn't take advantage of those opportunities when I was in uh, my undergrad, the my undergrad program, uh, my department chair, she would always 
say, Hey, you guys can get all these classes for free. You just have to volunteer. And I was, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go do that. My weekend, I got to, I'm, you know, I was young and I got, I need my weekend, whatever. And <laughs> I look back and I'm like, Oh my God. I like, I missed out on these opportunities yeah. because of the networking, the variety the that you get. Exactly. Beyond. Yeah. It's huge. And for you, what do you usually, you know, let's say that you have someone in that area that's, I've never been to one. I don't know what they're like. What are some tips that you're going to give them for picking classes? Do you think staying inside their comfort zone or, you know, maybe picking something that that's maybe a little bit weaker for them? Where do you usually uh, go with this, this question? I recommend taking things that you like, of course. And like, let's say you're a group fitness instructor and you like, high fitness or Zumba or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. so that you can, you know, it's because you like it and you're, it, it is your comfort zone and you will have fun with it and you'll learn some different things. But definitely also out of the comfort zone and definitely opening yourself. And I know you didn't ask this specifically, but opening yourself up to different, and this is probably out of your comfort zone, but different <laughs> opportunities to talk to people, to connect to people. This in-person it cannot be beat and you do not know it unless you've been to it. But the different opportunities, whether it's big or small or just making a friend, yeah. are you can't do that online. And I know that I'm not knocking online, but <laughs> the connections and the buzz and the vibe, the feeling, the motivation that you will get when you're there and after, it, it's it's indescribable. It's yeah. I just want to just share... That one for for me, when I was at ASU and this when we were at ASU Fitness Fest with ASU, I'll never forget the feeling of standing in that group in that gym or that group fitness room and seeing all the like minded people moving and grooving. Can we say grooving? It's kind of an old <laughs> term and giving my age away. And I'm like, I had goosebumps all over my body. It's such it's such a great feeling. So. Mm -hmm. You know, the motivation, the connection and yeah. And, and like, so picking out of your comfort zone, we're just really like we, we at Fitness Fest have so many choices. You know, we've been told, gosh, it was hard to, it's hard to pick. So just really taking time if you decide to come to a conference, especially Fitness Fest and take the time to read the descriptions mm -hmm. and think about it. And yeah, go out of your comfort zone. And some might be personal interests, like I'm interested in gut health. I'm interested in, in in fashion, I'm interested, you know, so for your personal self and you never know what that might turn into other, you know, making, getting more clients if you had a little education on that as well. Yeah. I mean, along with the CEU value, I mean, that's, I feel like one of the big pieces, it, you get such a good value in that area. I can't tell you how many times I see people posting, oh, how do I get my CEUs? How do I get, I, my budget I get is CEUs? Hey, I, I didn't want to say cheap, but. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's what they're asking. That is what they're asking. Huh? But <laughs> that is along with that, um, you know, going back to the networking part of it. I myself as a presenter, I'm bad at this with the, uh, it, it's one of the one reasons why I buy business cards. Uh, my Kips is online, so I don't really use a business card that much, but I can tell you that there are like-minded people there. If you have in your mind that you're thinking, okay, I want to network. I want to see what other opportunities are to network and grow my business and it's outside of my local area or even inside, there will be a ton of people there as well that 
they'll, they'll want to talk. Oh, like, where do you work? Okay. Well, I work in this adjacent town. Oh, do you want to do a video or what do you think about a podcast or what do you think about the X, Y, Z? There are so many people Just never know there yeah. that you will walk away with this high feeling. Ooh, like all these business opportunities. And you, you wouldn't even thought that those would come, but it, there's so many people there that like that. I can say that the last conference that I spoke at that I, I, at the end of a session, I chatted with a couple individuals and they're like, Oh yeah, we'd like to get you for like uh, on our YouTube channel too. Like we're thinking about starting a podcast. Oh, we want to have you come on. And these are attendees. They're, they are going there to network because they know the value of it, which is, which is huge. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and speaking of that, like what I love about our presenters and you are one of our great ones are we're, we're approachable. And yeah. want to connect with the attendees. The attendees want to feel part of it and the, and, and it, 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 the whole picture. And our presenters are not divas and they want, they want to help you and they want to keep in touch with you and they, and it's reciprocal. So, um, that, that's really, that's really cool stuff too. And like I said, you never know what you're going to, you're never not. And we have this year, we have so many different, I've been talking to a lot of industry leaders. And over the past, you know, since last summer when I went to Idea World and what we, you know, we all know that our in-person numbers are down a little bit since COVID. So we mm -hmm. have to be honest about that. How do we get, how do we get more people interested, like you mentioned? And one of the things that we really talked about and came up with, and that I know we're making a success uh, of, of our April 25th through 28th, um, fitness best see it through those dates okay, that's good. like that very good <laughs> is making it experiential and so yeah. we have made our expo fun we have expo demos we've got a rock climbing wall um we have yoga on the roof so making it fun and 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 making it an experience not just mm -hmm. the ceus not just the connection but all of it and we've got an opening ceremony that we've never had before and it's going to be an energy connection kind of thing. And, 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 and a lot of people, even though they're instructors and trainers, I have found our introverts. And I had actually one woman just call me the other day and said, coming by myself, I'm an introvert, but I'm starting this business and I've never been before. And I'm like, you know what? You are going to, you're just going to be, you're just going to love it. And the opening mm -hmm. ceremony is there's going to be some exercises that kind of help you get into the weekend and hopefully also your life of mm -hmm. learning how to connect and re reach out and, and be a listener and be a, be a connector. So we're excited about the opening ceremony. We're excited about all the speakers and we've got a happy hour with Samantha Clayton. Uh, just, I just can't, can't even tell you how much great stuff we have to make it fun, experiential, and of course, educational. So yeah. of course you're going to walk away with education, new, new moves, new, new education, um, and, and a lot, whole lot of value. So that's such a good point. I think you made about, uh, presenters being approachable. I think that, uh, sometimes people see a presenter like, Oh, like they, they won't give me my, the time of the day. And the yeah. majority of presenters that I know, they are all very approachable and they like that. They want that. I know that myself, yeah. uh, I still, even though I've been I'm trying to think how many years I've been speaking at conferences. It has to be at least six, seven. And I still like, Oh, people want to talk to me. Like I get all excited about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and right. I, I know that people, instructors, they like that they want to help. And if you show that interest, like, Ooh, 
uh, slide, you know, at five, you had this image up there. Oh, can you t- tell me a little bit more of that? I'm, I think in my business, it'll work. Instructors, presenters will gladly break it down further. For yeah. you. They'll, they'll give you information, oh, yeah. their email address. So you have a direct line of contact with them because again, it's, I think it's about growing your own business, but I think that people want to help each other. And I think sometimes we get told, okay, it, it's, it's you versus every other instructor. Oh, you need to be competitive. I think that that's the uh, mindset from maybe 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. But having a better mindset about it is, I think, much, uh, it's a better approach. But um, let me segue here to a different question. Uh, that's along the same topic with education and hopefully making it past those initial stages with being in the fitness industry. I think it's much, it's an industry that's hard to make it past those first couple of months, make it past the first year, in my opinion, just based off of working for gyms, education companies, myself, that typically, you know, the turnover happens less than a year because you're not making a living on it. And this episode, we're trying to get those small details that, okay, here's why you should do go to a conference or here's how you can approach XYZ. And so, you, Janice, with all your different experiences, what is maybe a tip for a fit pro, an instructor to make it past that first year, those first couple of years that you're struggling? What are some tips that you have for them? Well, find a mentor and, you know, and, and, and most instructors or trainers, I don't know about most, but, you know, things are different now. You know, I was a fitness coordinator in Chandler for probably 15 years and and that mm-hmm. was probably at least 10 years ago and, you know, way before COVID. So, but I would hope that that a majority of instructors and trainers, they want to mentor you. They, mm-hmm. and whether it's because they're an egomaniac or because they're just, I mean, we're, we, you, when you're an instructor or trainer, you got to be, have a little ego, right? But we're also, I mean, I, you know, I'm a kind person and I mm-hmm. love, I love helping people. So find a mentor. And find different kinds of mentors in different formats because you can't just teach a class or tr- you can, but 30, 40 hours a week. So you've got to find different, you know, go outside the box, um, whether it's getting, you know, tips from somebody like you, Tyler, on uh, on online. Um, and, you know, I see in Facebook groups, like I just saw this question the other day. Like, I want to start an online business. What should I do? I'm like, <laughs> people can't answer that in 5,000 text messages in a Facebook. <laughs> you've got to find some, you've got to find a real expert and a real mentor to, to really get those tools on there. So you've got to go out of the box. You've got to find mentors. You've got to see what interests you might like. Maybe you're uh, a personal trainer, but you also have an interest in, you know, gut health, let's say, or maybe your group exercise instructor and you also, you know, are interested in, you know, learning bar or Pilates or whatever. So, and then maybe you have some private clients with that, but teach at a club, you know, for, for other things. So there's, there's lots of different opportunities there. There's lots of, in the Phoenix area, the 55 and older communities and the retire huge. huge. So instructing there, training there, they need help. Uh, and so, you know, think about what you like and what, you know, write some things down about what your interests are and then pick people's brains uh, that that they say surround your seat, surround yourself with smarter people than you and people who know more than you. Mm-hmm. And there are so many of those people for me. So <laughs> uh, 
And, and that's how you become more versatile and just remember your why and remember why you got into it and, and just go with your passion. I mean, I am, I'm going to say my age on, 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 on national <laughs> viral. On I'm 68 years old and I still got so much life in me and so much passion and uh-huh. so many more ideas for, you know, we do Aquacon and, and the natives and, you know, my, my personal business coaching and just like, uh, I, so it's, you know, it, I'm still passionate about it after, after 38 years and managing the water aerobics. And we just had a meeting last night and it was so cool. We had this big Zoom meeting for all our aqua fitness instructors. And it was just, I'm so grateful for, for being in this industry because it is, it is very exciting. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I sidetracked there, but it's I okay. just had to it's say okay. that. Yeah. With the, I'm going to go back to, with the mentorship and uh, managers and, because I, I, I'm going to pinpoint an exact point in my career where it definitely helped. And I talked about this in a recent podcast episode. Uh, I believe it was my fitness manager at the time. This is my first ever time being in the fitness industry, being a personal trainer. And my ma- fitness manager said, hey, I'm going to put you in touch with, her name was Becky. Um, and she was the top trainer at the gym. And she, he's like, she's going to show you around the gym. And I had no idea what was in the, you know, what she was going to do. Essentially it was her hour off in the middle of the day. And I remember she put on her gloves and if uh, anybody worked uh, in the South Bay of California at Spe- it was called Spectrum at the, at the time, they know who Becky Newman is. And she puts her gloves on and essentially she walked me around the whole gym. We're cleaning up the gym and she's also giving me tips at the same time. And one of those ones that really stood out was about topics to converse with your clients, but also with ways to engage with them. If you're coming into the industry, not everybody's gonna have the same likes as you. So finding out what audiences in the gym, what they like. So I'm a male and I uh, I don't know much about, at the time, I didn't know much about cooking, maybe house stuff or, but yet in the middle of the day, you know, who's at the gym? Who's able to come to the gym? And they think about those audiences and what they like. And that tip still, it stood with me for the longest time because I would watch things and seek out information in these different areas. And the takeaway that I'm trying to point out here is with mentorship or even finding those people in the gym that can help you out, you, they are willing to. And sometimes you just have to make sure that you listen and you're not trying to talk over them while they're providing this information. But I'm sure with what you mentioned, how the, People in the gym, fitness instructors, they do want to give that information back. A quick little promo break here in this episode. If you're a fan of the Kibbs podcast, you know that at some point there's a promotion for the Naboso Duo insoles. I just pulled these out of my shoes, gave them a quick rinse to get the sock dust off of them, and I wanted to talk about them because they're great, they're fantastic. They make an impact on your daily life. If you sit at a desk or if you're on your feet, sometimes your feet just feel achy or maybe they feel like they went asleep. That's for myself. I felt like after working a full day that my feet did not want to go to the gym, work out, do something active, and it led to some bad habits. But with these, I feel more active, I feel like I can do more things, and I've been using them for over a year now. With your clients, with your family, with your friends, share them, talk about them, see what they think, because they really do make a difference. If if your feet feel more active, you're gonna be more active, and that equates to being more healthy. Check them out. There's a link in the description. See all the products they have. And let's get back to this episode. 
But uh, let me segue onto uh, another tip here that I think that you have a good perspective on because uh, with being a fit pro, fitness instructor, and this is something that I know you're really good at is negotiating. And with negotiation, it's a part of the job. I know that sales courses, there should be more of them in our industry. People should hopefully get more insight than, than, okay, you have to do a hard sell and you can do it your own way. And with negotiating, I think that you can provide some good insight to insert because this is a, a valuable tool. If you want to stay in the industry, you have to know how to do it. So James, what are some tips that you have for individuals that uh, they're going to the negotiating table and what types of things should they focus on? I was really glad to see this question when you <laughs> sent me the questions because I feel it's one of my strong suits. Uh, mm -hmm. And um, the the scenario or the situation I'm going to give you, you know, kind of give it, a, it is about education sponsors and keynote sponsors that we do for Fitness Fest. So mm -hmm. if you're thinking about, if you're a personal trainer or group X, so kind of like pivot that and think about what I'm saying can, can apply, can apply to that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so like I said, we have people who pay us to come to Fitness Fest because they have a product or a service that is, that our target audience, the fitness professional it will benefit them. So what I, I will try to find out, I have a conversation, typically Zoom is my favorite or in person when I go to Idea. And I listen, like you said, listen, really listen to what what their product or service is and what their what what their what the, what would benefit them and would our benefit what our target audience benefit them. So I find out as much as I can. And if I think they're a good fit, and if, to be honest, if I don't think they're a good fit, then I will then I then I will I won't push it. I. You know, it's a cliche to say win-win, but I wanted to, be, obviously I'm a business person. I'm in business mm -hmm. to stay in business. I'm in business to help people, but I'm in business to make money. So I want it to benefit me and I want it to be attractive to fitness best um, attendees and participants, but it, what benefits them? So once I know what benefits them and I then, I, then I can tell them all about fitness best and I could go on forever about why you know, what we're all about and who we're about and our integrity and what are, what are, what are really our pinpointing our, our niches in, in our target audience. And it usually, you know, sells them. And again, sales, people are so, if you believe in what you sell, I'm not going to sell, go sell Nissans or Teslas. <laughs> But I believe in my products. I believe in my Aqua Fitness. I believe in my Fitness Fest. I truly do. You know, going into mm -hmm. 27 years, you know, you, you gotta. So, um, so, so, so that's is what I would say um, about negotiate. Just listen and then talk. And then this is, the, you know, this is the price or this is what we've got. So, and, and I have to admit that sometimes if I really want something or somebody, then I cave. So, <laughs> so I take a little less. So, that's, that's my, uh, I hopefully, hopefully that's what you're looking for and that um, I share. Yeah. So I think, think that uh, when I think about times that I negotiated, let's say a personal training package, so maybe I was working at a gym or even when I owned my own uh, business, um, it was boot camp and personal training. The element that you mentioned that I think some people uh, don't really, uh, that doesn't convert in their head is, Tell them all the great things that you can do for them. Uh, 
that all yeah. the great things they're worried that, oh, like they want to, I think some manuals talk about, ask them questions, ask them X, Y, Z. And I think sometimes instructors will forget to, here's all the great things. Here's what I can do the, for you. Exactly. Yeah. Cause they're trying to ask more questions to them and can both work? Yes. But also if you are so passionate about what you offer, and I know that listeners will get that from, from you as you, they're listening to this podcast here, you're very passionate about fitness. Fest. You're very passionate about Aqua that they can hear, Oh, like, Oh, fitness fest. I want, I want to go to that. Where do I sign up for it? And the same thing when you're negotiating a personal training package or uh, maybe a boot camp class, whatever it might be, show that passion. Because if they're just, if you're just saying, sitting there, just monotone, just, oh yeah, here's what we have. Uh, do you want to sign up for this? Who's going to want to pay for that? It's an investment, especially these days where people are a little bit tighter on the budget. You and want to show them in their time, you know, and if they've got exactly. a goal, let's say for personal training, whether it's reducing your blood pressure medicine, your cholesterol or losing weight or toning or being stronger, or being able to get off the floor, balance, whatever the case may be. You've got to prove to them as a trainer or tell them like how you can, you know, your experience and, and how you can help with that and what, what, you know, you can't guarantee results, but you could coherence them like this is, this is, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do ABC. We're going to work up to this. It's going to, you know, it's going to take a while to get to this point, but these are the things we're going to work on. So yeah. I, I think that some instructors might think, because they see others in the gym that they're honestly, I call them unicorns, like that people can just tell like their clients, Hey, go, go buy this package, go do this, that those are one in a million instructors that they have that, I don't want to call it no shame, but they just have the ability just to tell their clients or potential clients, you need to buy this package and here's what it costs. Just because, that, just that's, because, right? Yeah, that's just, <laughs> yeah. some individuals have that. The majority of us don't have that. And so working on that presentation, that negotiating and showing your passion, I think is uh, the, the best takeaway that uh, any of us can do. Yeah. With now going to more of the group, group fitness area, yeah. I hope listeners have kind of seen trying to hit all areas of your background here to pull from and uh, provide some, again, tidbits that we can apply for 2024 and hopefully improve our careers, improve our business with now group fitness. You know, community has always been, a, I feel like it was a very hot topic in 2020 when things were shut down. We need community. We need, that was a, a word that everybody was using. And community. Yeah. when you start a new class now, you know, you're told, okay, you need to build your community. You need to do X, Y, and Z. You need to show up before, you need to stay after, you do all these things. And there's so many targets that you have to hit in your first class, along with teaching it, with music, all so many different things. But what are some of the keys that you recommend for that new instructor, that new group fitness instructor? They're showing up and they want to make sure they uh, you know, provide a, a great service, a great class. What do you recommend for them? Well, it'll be welcoming. Be on time, be early, be welcoming, be approachable. Um, yeah. I was just at a yoga class last week and the instructor was good, but, and she was early and I always go early to a yoga class. I think it's very important. And so she was probably 10 minutes early and the class started coming in and she sat there on the little podium, just sat there waiting for class to start. Never said hi, never walked around the room, never said this is what you should, this is the equipment. She, she just sat there until, okay, it's 8.30, time to start. My name is blah, blah, blah. 
I was like, mm-hmm. why didn't you start walking around the room? So be approachable, be well-being. You also have to survey your class and that may take getting into the class for a few minutes before you realize, oh, I thought this was going to be a really fit class, but, you know, they can't get off the floor, whatever the case may be. So surveying, um, what do I tell my aqua fitness instructors about levels? Uh, I say teach to the person with the higher fitness level and definitely be really specific on your options. Be really specific. Not just say, go your own pace. That's one of my pet peeves and I've got many. But well, like, what does that mean? You know, so offering options. So, you know, surveying, um, surveying and, and just assessing and maybe you had a plan and maybe you're going to have to make it a little bit of a plan B. But definitely op- offering options. Um, I wrote down some notes, notes here. Uh, and, you know, be, being approachable before and after class. So yeah. th- those are those are the things that I would say. I think that that's what you mentioned about before the class. It's almost, uh, as I'm stumbling over my words, it's almost mind boggling to me that that's such a low hanging fruit that you could yeah, uh, right? go around your class and just You're there talk anyway. with <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, that could be with some instructors, they got their, their egos and they, uh, they believe that the already famous people, but, um, that's low hanging right. fruit yeah, with the I love class that. to get to know their names. I can still, to this day. Even if you don't that, remember their name, you're going to ask them anyway, <laughs> that's, that's right? to say. I was going to say that I don't remember anybody's name in any <laughs> class that I've taught, but it's, it, they appreciate it. If you to ask them, oh, what's your name? And you say it during the class. Ooh. They get so excited because oh, yeah. you paid right? attention. So you true. Them, you motivated them. And Make an effort. I often would like write people's names down. Like I'd have a little, okay, this is Anna. This is, you know, <laughs> she's got a blue bathing suit on. I yeah. have to say one more thing because I'm also being aware and you're not just the diva up there being aware because I was also in a class a few weeks ago that like, it was yoga and it was freezing and mm. like, and the, okay, there's Shabasa, like turn the lights off, turn, you know, like turn the fans off. Don't you realize that now we're cooling down and you're, mm-hmm. you're freaking fans on. So <laughs> being aware of, of the, not just the structure of the class, that's important, but how are people, how, how are people feeling? It, people starting to put their winter jackets on and, you know, just, you know, be, being aware of that, I think is really important as well. So, yeah, that's a good, that's a good one right there. I, uh, something that came up in my head too, what would you say about hard uh, situations in terms of, let's say you're a new instructor and we'll use the yoga example. I don't take yoga, um, but let's say that someone passes the gas in class and how would you, if you're a new instructor, are you just ignoring it? Or are you addressing it? it with group fitness? I mean, there's other examples. Let's say somebody, um, the pass the gas, I think you just have to ignore. Yeah. So oh, I'll, I'll, the other example I was thinking of is like somebody that has bad BO. These are things that come up in group fitness. Some, maybe somebody's overly sweaty. If you're a new instructor, what do you, what would you say to them for, in terms of like, how would they address or how sh- should they potentially address it? Oh, that's really tough. I would, I would almost say that you would have to, that's something that maybe would be an annou- a teeny announcement before mm-hmm. or after class. And the same like with the cell phones, like you'd think it would be a no brainer, but like, you know, please make sure your cell phone is off. Um, be mindful of this, you, the students around you. Uh, 
it, you know, if, I don't know, you can't really say if you smell. Did you wear your deodorant today? I don't know. That's a tough one. You didn't, you didn't put that in the questionnaire, Cher. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's a, I think that, I, I mean, I'll admit it, that I was never good at those as a um, instructor. I would just just let them pass. Hopefully they would just continue on. Um, let them pass gas. Yeah. If, if it happens, but um, it, 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 it happens and it's normal. And I don't think anybody would really expect you as the instructor to say anything about that. Um, and I don't, I don't, I think if, if, if students would come up to you and say, look, this, this is a chronic thing about this guy's BO or whatever, then, yeah. then maybe you would have to kind of, I don't know what you would do your manager but uh one more thing i wanted to say is you want to be in charge of the class you are the boss of the applesauce that doesn't mean you're snotty it doesn't mm -hmm. mean you're i the shit doesn't stink you did say i could swear right that was that was a way <laughs> i think it's fine so, okay <laughs> well that's i mean it's a good point i think guests or members they appreciate that type of outlook that you do have command of the class, but at the same time, you accept feedback, you're approachable, yeah, and right. that they feel like they can come to you with something that maybe they uh, maybe they have a, an injury that's not as like a visible injury and they don't want to talk about it in class, that they do feel comfortable enough to go up to you. I think that that right. is the point I, I want to make. I think that's something that should, you know, I used to mention all the time in the beginning of class and and then maybe also mention it at the end of class, like, you know, I would love your feedback. I'm going to be here, you know, for the next five minutes or whatever. And and now, you know, back in the day, classes were back to back to back to back. And now they still usually have that, you know, a little time time in between it. So and I think that's an important time. Um, yeah. And then as far as the personal trainers, just also just, you know, not being a diva and not being, you know, taking in charge of your client. And I just want to say one thing that I see different trainers doing at one place that I go, it's like, they're talking about their person. I've had trainers in the past and the, you know, I, I am here to get my safe and effective workout from you. I am not to hear, I am not here to listen to what you did at the bars last weekend. You know, and sometimes when you know a trainer for a long time, you end up being friends. And mm -hmm. that's when it gets to a point where this trainer is probably, you know, it's and, and I, I when I see it at gyms, I'm like, oh, I cringe. So um, it's not that you're not friendly. It's that uh, remember what your what your why is and what your job is, is to yeah. is make sure you're giving a, the workout that is is designed for them it, it's not an everything fits that drives me crazy everyone is different so getting here to the podcast takeaways and talking about all the items that we've had in this episode i think there's been a lot of great information for instructors to take away and if you are already in the industry of course it'd be great to contribute in terms of what you think about each of these items because Really, this podcast is about giving instructors insight and valuable information to help others grow. And now getting to our last question here for you, Janice, what are three items that you've seen evolve over the years, the last three years in the fitness industry? Well, I've got to say active aging. And even though that's 
more than three years, uh, but yeah. it has exploded uh, over the past probably eight to 10 years, but definitely is still very strong in the past three years and, and, and currently. As far mm-hmm. as, you know, I, Bittest attendees, they've, they cling to the, they, they, they flock to the, to the active aging uh, workshops and seminars. Functional training, uh, mm-hmm. you know, not just your, you know, let's do, you know, hammer curls and let's do that. It's like, how, you know, as, as people get older, it's like, we want to be able to play with our grandkids. We want to be able to get off the floor. We want to be able to reach. We want to be able to still drive activities of daily living. So functional training, I think, has evolved um, over the last three years. And then I'm going to say gut health and mm-hmm. holistic, holistic type. And we're big on that at, at Fitness Fest, and they're very popular. And I, I believe fitness professionals over the past, let's you know, use your th- three years, a lot of us have, and not everybody, but a lot of us have really like what's important in life and, and, and what is the whole picture of the balance of life and, yeah. um, you know, be, being content, being happy. With with what we're doing, not being in a dead end job, and and the fitness industry is such a rewarding and amazing field to get into. So if your listeners are in it now, stay with it, expand, grow, and if you're thinking about it, this this is this is it. And whether you want to work with kids or older adults or or young people or teenagers or whatever, there's a place for you, and it's and it's so important, especially with. I'm going to say it with what I think the health industry is today, a mess. And mm-hmm. so we have to take over. We have a big responsibility to take over and to, and to, and to change the world and make it a better place and make people healthier. You know, yeah. the United States, you know, the obesity and everything. So holistic healing and gut health, I think. So it's That's never three one. simple answers for me, Tyler. Okay. <laughs> there you That's go. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> you though. know that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, the holistic one, I think, is a very good one because I know that I've gone over those issues myself over the last three to five years with not just thinking about, okay, it's nutrition or it's just one, it's just weightlifting. Okay, five, 10 years ago, maybe it was, okay, you just need to push harder in the gym if you want to be in shape. But now we know, okay, how is your sleep? Are you getting enough sleep? Okay, if you're not yeah. sleeping, you're not recovering. How is your recovery program? Are you are you stretching? Are you taking any supplements right. to help your recovery? All these different yes. things go into it instead of just, you need mm-hmm. to lift more weights or you need to do X, Y, Z in the gym to feel better when yeah. it's such a complete package. And it's everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, a complete package. Yeah, so good ones. I like those ones. Before we sign off here, Janice, can you throw in your social media links, ways for people to contact you, uh, more information about Fitness Fest, all that great stuff? Okay, so um, you can certainly email. I'd love to hear from people. So, you know, even Janice, and I'm J-A-N-I-C-E at fitnessfest.org. Um, at Fitness Fest events, um, that is our, oh, you should know these things by heart. <laughs> but um let's see so at fitness fest dot at fitness fest events and uh follow us on instagram um we're, we're pretty active um instagram and uh and facebook and we have a private facebook group called friends of fitness fest so if you go to fitness fest you can you can join from there um so yeah those are those are those are the ways to 
You know, I'd love to hear from people. This has been super fun. I always love doing, you know, podcasts and getting in front of people and and talking. It's just, you know, it's it's one of my favorite things to do. So I appreciate I appreciate you asking me. Yes, it's definitely. Been fun for the hundredth episode. <laughs> Those links will be in the description for no, wait, listeners. No, wait, just, just oh, so let's fitness Instagram. <laughs> sorry, in, Instagram is fitnessfest.events. <laughs> you know I suck at this, Tyler. <laughs> and Facebook is at Fitness Fest. So there, we go. there you go. And Gianna yeah. said fitness.org. So yes, it's in my that, email signature, so I had to check it out. <laughs> those links will be in the description as well to help streamline the okay. process. Janice, <laughs> thank you for coming on for the 100th episode and sharing some great information. Having you on has really been a treat for me. And I think it's been a very uh, informative, but also it's been a fun episode. I think that I think people will hear it and they'll they'll get that. They'll go, oh, wow, they probably had a great time because we did. We did have a good time filming this one. And uh, we always do out. have a good time together, Tyler. Thank you so yes. much. 